0: I would literally take ecstasy do an hour of cardio on a treadmill. How did that feel? Amazing.
1: Welcome to the W Strong Podcast. Podcast. Alright, so we're back, man. Adam Joplin. That's how you say your name. Yeah, right? Jablin. Jablin. Yeah. Jablin. Like jabbing. So I like that. That's I know you'd like that. That makes sense. Yeah, well that's why I'm here. That's why we connected. <laughs> man this guy gave me the biggest and tightest hug that i've ever had from a guest and from just a stranger now we are brothers we're brothers my man well
0: i felt it i felt it i came into your home you know and and i was like i'm with my people i loved it i I felt like i
1: was with my people for sure the the energy is is definitely there and i love that so let's get into it i want to i want to you know my my audience is primarily coaches fighters great they have that understanding right that that strive for greatness understanding and that fight mentality. You've been through a lot of fights, right? Yeah. You've been through a lot of trials and tribulations. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about that. Where did it start? Let's go from the beginning. New Jersey, right? New Jersey. Okay.
0: Um I would say the biggest fight I had in the beginning there was I was the fat kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was so it was the idea that you you just never felt confident every day, you always being teased, always being made fun of. Um, not in a bad way, I mean, I wasn't yeah. picked on, you know, yeah, but yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, it was the 80s, and there was a movie called The Goonies Out, I don't yeah. know if you ever see, right? And yeah. there was this kid that did like the chunk shuffle. Yeah, yeah And yeah, they yeah. would have you like, do the chunk shuffle, you know? yeah. and so that first fight was really that mental, like it just, every day, you're in your own head, sure. uh, thinking, well, first I was thinking less of myself. Mm-hmm. Then the next thought was, I need to be able to be quick with my wit because i I don't want to be laughed at, sure. so how can I make you laugh with me okay. instead of at me okay. I think actually that's where a lot of comedi- heavy comedians get it from. I think the very idea true. is if I can read you yep, very true. you know then then I'll know when the joke is coming mm-hmm. and let me say the joke first yep. and so that would be my f- that, that was my first battle that gotcha. that f- fear of being liked, that fear of how I looked in the mirror mm-hmm. um and I tackled that right when i moved from new jersey to florida right around you know 10 11 12 years old gotcha. i started when my mom would buy me muscle and fitness and yeah, flex, nice. and, and you know crazy. yeah and what I, year was this this is a uh, 1986 87 okay. you know gotcha. so it's like yeah i'm an old guy now yeah you know? <laughs> nah, you're a, not that old man. i'm an old you got guy i still got it you know so and and it was you know it wasn't and you see you're one of the pioneers like you saw this you've brought this industry to the masses you're Mm -hmm. one of the guys but back then like you know your your information was all from these muscle magazines and stuff so you know i would just try to mimic Sean Ray, Lee LeBron, I loved Lee Broad, yeah, right? Lee yeah. Broad's workouts, Arnold Schwarzenegger's yeah. workout. Have you did, was, have you read the
1: Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding? Yeah, yeah, they, they, you, they still, you have that? I still have it. Yes, yeah, yeah. nice. I still have That's it. It's like one of my first books.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's 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 great. Mm-hmm. And um Yo, start. my mom stopped getting me uh, a a six-piece Chicken McNugget, Mm -hmm. right, with fries and Coke. And we started just doing grilled chicken and an apple. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. But in three short years, I went from being the fattest kid in the class to the best-built kid in the class. Awesome. You know, from them going, like, Adam, how many Oreos did you eat last night? Mm To, yo, man, how much can you bet? Yeah, yeah. You know, and the girls, like, liked me.
1: Yeah, for sure. But
0: (laughs) I was still, it's interesting, right? You could build the whole outside. Yeah. But inside I was still that kind of insecure mm-hmm. fat kid. Of course. Let man. me make you laugh with me instead of, you know, at me. So that was my first kind of battle there. Gotcha.
1: What were your training regiments like? What were
0: you doing? It was oh, it's a great question, man. It was a totally it was totally against everything that we have found out in the last Because <laughs> yeah. it was it was just so much volume. Gotcha. And yeah. so much time in the gym. Uh-huh. And Trying to pretend that I was Lea and trying to pretend that I was Sean Ray, trying to pretend mm-hmm. that I was Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. and and you know six sets, and, and it, there was really no, th- there was no rhyme or reason other than having a passion for the iron in your hands, mm-hmm. wanting to change, yeah. uh, being in there way too long, mm-hmm. doing way too many sets, mm-hmm. but at least it gave you that mind muscle connection. Sure, um, and it, you know you'd always kind of switch it around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember somewhere in the mid-90s, you know, Dorian Yates came out, and then we all started trying. Yeah, we started doing that, like, two warm-up max, then a max set. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was growing up, it was very, very common to do body parts two to three times a week. Mm -hmm. You know, then it was like, you do... I year. remember watching the split oh yeah chest mm-hmm. arms yeah,
1: the bro split
0: the bro split, yeah, exactly bro split. Yeah. exactly well um,
1: now i mean more frequency the better so you weren't on you were on the right path i am. Right? they they see that now through the research is like you want to have more frequency of training that's yeah. going to give you more results in a quicker amount of time yeah so you were killing it what how old were you then
0: so let's say um let's say i'm like 15 16 at gotcha. that time yeah, gotcha. i did my first bodybuilding show at 16 at 16 years wow. old yeah. Um, I think this is, so this is a really pri- weird prideful thing I can say. Yeah. So I'm all natural still to this day. Nice. However, mm-hmm. it's really so, can I swear on the show? Yeah. Go it's ahead. so fucked up how my mind went, right? I've done every drug yeah. known to me, right? So yeah. I was the fat kid. So when I would get shredded, mm-hmm. I would literally take ecstasy. And going back in the day, like we would train, yeah. put ephedrine in, and then we would take ecstasy and do an hour of cardio on the uh, yeah. treadmill, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? On ex- like. How you know, did that feel? Amazing! You yeah. put the music on, you're sweating, you're feeling so what good. Was the, what was the thought process behind that though? Like just doing the ecstasy? It was, I loved the appetite suppressant, I loved being happy. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? It was so, it's really weird how my brain worked, right? Gotcha. Like, it shows you the mind of an addict. Like recreational yeah. drugs, I had no problem with. Performance enhancing. Oh, that would be cheating. Yeah. Now. Meanwhile looking back if I really looked at it performance enhancing would have been much better for my body yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the LSD and the mushrooms yeah. and the cocaine and yeah. that, that wasn't so good yeah. But the mind of an act but my first competition was at 16 mm. and I loved that show mm. Predominantly because it was the first time that I really learned the discipline it takes sure. um it, it, when I was listening to you, tell me your a little bit of your story. Mm-hmm. The one thing about the fight game, mm-hmm. people in body, but anything that people are really passionate about, when you learn that discipline mm-hmm. and that dedication to be single focused yeah. It's interesting how you can apply it to so many different areas. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's, the, it's a game changer. It's a
0: game changer. So That's that was amazing, my real amazing. lesson yeah. of, um, you know, never missing a meal and mm-hmm. always making sure I had my water, all that stuff.
1: So th- your focus is there. Your dedication is there. Like, what made you get into deep drug use? Yeah. Right? <laughs>
0: it's great. It's a great question. So when I, I had the body, yeah. right, the dedication and discipline are there. One, I, I should put. I should just say flat out. I love the effect produced by getting it right. I, yeah. I loved being yeah. high. I loved being a little wasted. Why though? It would. So there was that insecure kid in me okay. that was constantly worried or anxious about what you're thinking, what's going on. Okay. Like, like I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the, the real courage yet. Mm-hmm. But when I drank, that anxiety, that voice that would always tell me these things that were bad about myself mm-hmm. went away. And Superman came, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, when I drank or I did a drug, that anxiety and that voice would go away. And now the insides would match my outsides. Yeah. Now it's like, yo, the party's here. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you yeah, wanna yeah. You want know where the- You yeah, yeah. became Superman. Yeah, I became Superman. But it, there was, it was just that inser- insecurity, that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always feel like if we were hanging out, I would always feel like you knew what was going on. You had a direction, I felt lost. Hmm. You know, when I drank or when I took something, I felt like, oh, no, no, like one yeah. of the guys.
1: So it drowned out all those insecurities and allowed you to be who you thought you wanted to be.
0: Mm-hmm. And look, in the beginning, I mean, I w- in the beginning, it may have even been the catalyst for when, when I was able to calm down those anxieties. Mm-hmm which is, think about it, which is why I liked it so much, yeah. maybe even be who I really am. Because mm-hmm. I'm really not that anxious person too, yeah. but that anxiety just took over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that feeling mm-hmm. of confidence, of of security, mm-hmm. of really feel, feeling like I knew who I was, mm-hmm. I wanted more, and, yeah. I wanted more yeah, yeah. and I wanted more, and I wanted more, and I wanted more. Plus there was also, you know, Look, I made a decision. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I say this properly. I made a decision to drink it because I love the effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. It was a little bit of the culture, too, I sure. kid you not, you know, be, be, between music, what was going on. I mean, I went to Arizona State University, That's you. the number one party school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like I was like some lo- I mean, like, You seek that out, too. I oh, seeked it yeah, out, yeah, yeah. and it was easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was easy no, sure. to find, you know. I was yeah. the first kid, Spanish River High School, I was the first kid oh, in yeah. high school to have a fake driver's license, okay. right? Yeah. And that was like the golden ticket. Yeah. You know and we would drive all the back in the day 441 was like the boonies it really it was back in the day oh, wow and we would go to this gas station they would you know yeah. let me buy whatever right. with this terrible delaware uh-huh. but there was something about being able to be the guy that could get the alcohol that had the alcohol Yeah, you were the man yeah yeah just high school yeah bullshit, yeah, yeah you know <laughs> but it's interesting you know it it just kept going it kept going. You know? it kept going
1: when did you start to realize that it was a problem
0: that's a great question. I remember, you know, alcoholism and addiction is a, is a tricky, subtle foe, right? It, mm-hmm. The way I would explain it is it's like a train, mm-hmm. right? That you hear far away, right? You and I, we hear it far away and you hear the whistle and you're like, man, I got tons of time. You know what I mean? I can play on the tracks all day here. Like, I got tons of time. And then yeah. before you know it, you know, it gets a little closer. When it gets a little closer, what that really looks like is your girlfriend goes, do you know how you behaved last night? Like, do you know what you said last night? And you don't remember. And then the train gets a little closer and you hear it, but you still think you have tons of time. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's your boy like, calling you in the morning being like, you all right, man? Like, mm-hmm. you, you were pretty wasted last night. Like, you, yeah. you're not remembering. Right? And then the train gets a little closer and that's the red and blue lights behind you for a DUI. You know what I mean? And then the train gets, before you know it, you, you thought you had a ton of time, nice. the train hits. Yeah. You're a full alcoholic and addict, and you thought you had plenty of time mm-hmm. to make a decision here, to make a decision there. It, you see okay. these little subtle cues. I can't tell you which one it was, yeah. but bro, when I add them up, y- you just saw it. Yeah, you just saw it.
1: So that was
0: primarily your drug of choice, alcohol. Right? Alcohol was definitely my drug of choice, yep. but I played with everything. everything mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I played with everything. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, just yeah, I mean. It was always there. It was always in the mix. Um, it was socially accepted. Yeah. but I mean, bro, I, I also got into the day it was like between Xanax, mm-hmm. ambient sleep, Oxycontin, oh, Roxys, oh. percocet, starvisets, Xanax to calm down. I, you, you, I mean, you name it, yeah. I was trying it. Okay. Okay,
1: so you was doing the uppers and the lowers.
0: Uppers, downers, laughers, screamers—you name it. Like I was so Damn, uncomfortable in my own skin, bro.
1: So now it's a problem, right? I'm going down. Now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. What is the? What are you doing now? Like, are you are you like? Uh, I'll do it myself. Or are you trying to check Absolutely. in? Absolutely. Yeah. No,
0: no, I don't even know what recovery is. Yeah. Right. So um, let me. I'm gonna jump forward to make clarity on the answer right okay so I was intervened at 30 Mm -hmm. right and that's where my recovery started okay now all the way up to this so Arizona State University I graduate I go right into the family business Mm -hmm. I was raised in a family where the business was like the third child if not the first child gotcha and it was like you had no this is not like hey what do you want to do when you grow up what Mm -hmm. would you like what are your dreams what are your goals no it was like this is who we are this is what we do gotcha So it's a blessing in many ways, right? Because you know that you're going to be secure, but you you lose all sense of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it wasn't what we kind of see now, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe because you and I are getting older and this entitled, like, I had to be the hardest worker. Sure. I couldn't make my family name look like you know, yeah. I'm some schmuck, right. So I had to be the first one there, last one to leave, start as a janitor, then go in the warping department, then go do inventory, then learn the machines and the mechanics, mm-hmm. then go to quality control, then learn the secure you know, the gotcha. secretary's job, then I had to go to the design department, learn how to design things. Like I had to learn every department. Yeah. And so while I'm building this career and I'm I'm learning everything, the alcoholism and addiction is increasing, but so is my success. Yeah. So it blankets that. Mm-hmm. And I knew my Brilliant disguise, okay. right? Okay. My Superman, Clark Kent, if you don't mind me saying, mm. is if I can look the part, if I can look fit, be charismatic, act polished, then you have no right to tell me I have a problem. You can't do anything about it. Do you know I mean yeah. that was literally my thinking? Sure. Right. So. Yeah. So you try to combat that?
1: Yeah, like, I was be more successful so that I could still be more of what I'm doing. It was right a disguise now. under you know under the it was table. A disguise
0: and it also with to show you my heart and to show you like how bad the disease can get, it also showed me what an asshole I can be. Because if you had the courage to tell me something sweet, which is like, I'm worried about you, yeah. I would go for what I thought was a weakness in you.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh,
0: you're worried about me. I'm yeah. like, when was the last time you saw a treadmill? Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I would just- Defense mechanism. Ver- because- I, I always thought there was some understanding mm-hmm. we don't talk about this yeah, yeah, yeah right I don't go and look in your closet sure you don't yeah, look at mine that's my business yeah this is this is what I do yeah you know what I mean I'm yeah. paying the bills yeah I'm taking care of a business mm-hmm. I got you know, it, it was just so su- there was such arrogance and defiance in it
1: so you said 30 years old is when 30 years are old you, are you only child or you had Mm-mm. Siblings?
0: I have a younger sister, who thank God does not have this disease.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So that's what I was gonna say, because usually that, and not just saying your sister, but in in general, in your family, there is some type of history of of addiction. Is that that something that that was there? And it could be a positive addiction, it could be a negative addiction. Yeah,
0: so I have a very, like, um, you would love them. Mm. Okay, you would like, I I told you I wanted to get Aspen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a very driven, driven family. Awesome. Um, my dad can drink heavy, yeah. but doesn't have what I have. Yeah. My grandfather drank the way I drank. Gotcha. Um, but they all have my uncle too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all have, uh, this heavy drinking gene. I'm the one that took it all yeah. the way to the red. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, but they're also very, very driven, mm-hmm. uh, single focused. Gotcha. And these were the guys that I was these are the guys that were not just my heroes but I was competing with mm. because I couldn't let the family name down yeah so you know my grandfather the way I'd like to speak about thank God this is like an athlete show because mm-hmm. they'll understand my grandfather was literally Joe Montana mm. of the industry of, gotcha. that we were in then my dad came in he was Tom Brady mm. and I was gotcha. like I don't know how, makes perfect sense yeah, yeah I don't know how I'm gonna live up to these yeah guys. it's tough. but in my recovery yeah. what I found out was and bro, that's I love to share. Mm. In my recovery, when I got clean and sober, what I found out was, not only can I not be Joe Montana or Tom Brady, yeah. I'm not even in this sport nor a quarterback. Mm. When I ran the company, finally, I was like Phil Jackson. Gotcha. Right. Mm. I knew how to lead. I knew how to bring a team together. Okay. I knew different how to, different uh, different uh, strengths. sport. Yeah. Different position. I'm a Skills, coach, yeah. not a right. Yeah. So I knew how to really lead and let things flow. Once I got to, but when you don't even know what you are, gotcha. yeah. and you think you're supposed to be the next quarterback, mm-hmm. and you're trying to fit a circle into a square peg, yep. it's torture.
1: Yep. When did you realize this?
0: Um, I would say right after, so this you'll love. Mm-hmm. I attacked my sobriety. The way I hear you talk about you training your athletes and your own past career, there was no room for. I went to meetings every day. I would help people every day. You know what I mean? I would read literature. I would pray three times a day. Like I, Mm -hmm. it it was. I was obsessed with getting well. Gotcha. And like anything, you know, like like what we do, Mm -hmm. you get the rewards. Yeah. And it started organizing my brain in a way that I could think really, really on a healthier level, on a higher level, like a more spiritual level. Sure. So what happened was it started coming out of me naturally. Mm-hmm. And then probably my second year in recovery, I started realizing, oh, this is a gift. Mm-hmm. I started, it started to understand. Because at that time, I was just getting sober. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My focus was primarily on me and my wellness yeah. to not hurt anyone anymore. Yeah. Then I started realizing, oh, other people are are feeding off of this, mm. and that's a good thing. And I, so the more I continued, the more things just started to. It, it was almost like there was a whirlwind of energy around me, and it just started to mold that way.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it I, I wasn't an it wasn't an intentional thought.
1: It's just organizing. It organized
0: direction. itself. Yeah. So the more I focused on my recovery, Absolutely. the more yeah. It's like so if you and I decide we're just for the next month and a half or two months together, mm-hmm. we were just gonna focus on the weights, but we just, you know, probably 30 days from now, our friends would be like, man, you guys got big. We probably wouldn't be very aware of it. Yes. because we It was kind of like that. You're in it. You're in it, you're yeah. in it. Yeah, in it.
1: yeah that's, that's an interesting fact. And, and I liked how you segue that in because most people, and even with the clients that I've had, and it's very hard to identify your progressions when you're focused in on the actual process. Yeah, right. And you're enjoying the process. The good thing is that you are enjoying the process So it's not a big deal for you to just keep going. Yeah And that's what people have to realize is stop looking at the end result and start like adopting and appreciating the process Yeah, and then people are gonna see and that's what happened. That's exactly what right? happened, bro So at 30 years old, it was like enough's enough, right?
0: Yeah, I so How deep do you want me to get into Let's it? Do it? Okay yeah, so deep, deep. I'll, I'll look I went into rehab okay. with a little bit of denial Gotcha. That's the truth. I didn't think I was, you know, that bad. I, you mm-hmm. know, I just, you know, the mind is a tricky thing. Mm-hmm. Now, to this day, the Hanley Center on 45th Street, maybe one day I'll take you there, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Because um, there's some great introductions okay. for you guys. Yeah, be perfect. Um, they still have my blood work mm-hmm. there because I had the highest toxicity level in my blood that they've ever seen. And I thought I was fine. Wow. And the reason was, was I was, my body, like, if you just take heroin, mm-hmm. all right, you just shoot heroin. Yeah, your body's breaking your kidneys, your liver, your pancreas is breaking down heroin. Yeah, right. If you're just a drinker, is it? I was mixing everything. everything. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I had alcohol, Percocet, OxyContin, Darbacet, Ambien, Zant. I I was wow. at a point that I couldn't even um, break down food. So I was living on bodybuilding supplements like shakes. Do you know what I mean bars? I never had like a piece of fruit even. You yeah. know, I was just trying to. So my body, my kidneys, my liver, my pancreas was all trying to break down these substances that don't go together, mm. and it started getting into the blood work. yeah, You know, you could see it in the blood work. Of course. Um, but in this treatment center is where I had a profound spiritual experience. Mm. And it shifted my whole identity, bro. It just, everything shifted. And I didn't know, look, when I made that decision, I didn't know if I was gonna be poor.
1: Yeah,
0: I didn't know if I had to wear a robe and like a yarmulke, get mm. baptized. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I had to do a vow of silence. I didn't know mm. what this meant, you know? Yeah but I knew that guy was sober. Yeah, I jumped in with both feet and I never looked back. Mm, awesome. You know, yeah. like we and I were talking earlier, like mm. the power of a decision. Yeah. You know, when I was around this gym, I actually saw like each piece of equipment was thought of. <laughs> you know, like you could feel it, you yeah. could feel it. Remember the black and silver, you're like, I'm a Raiders fan. Yeah, yeah. you know, The power of a decision is, it can't be overstated.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. You hit it right on the head because you were like, everything is a decision. Yeah. Right? and like. Making those constant decisions and being able to do that with a clear mind is so important. So great. Right. And so when you decided and got that clear, that clarity,
0: how much better did you feel? It, it, dude, um, I, amazing, but yeah. scared. You know, oh, yeah. what does this look like? What sure. is, you know, what yeah. does this look like? But there is, there's a beautiful spiritual component to yeah. everything in life is my belief. And if you're gonna get sober, I'm begging you to believe that because, yeah. you know, they used to call alcohol spirits. Like when I grew yeah, up in yeah. Jersey, they used to call fine wine and spirits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you need a spiritual solution for a spiritual problem. Mm-hmm. You know, camaraderie, fellowship, yeah. th- this is wonderful. Yeah. And helping another person, the best thing you could do. But if you don't have something here, yeah. if you don't have ho- something higher to believe in, sure. you could feel like it's all for naught. Yeah. So I started really paying attention to my spiritual life Mm -hmm. and for guys like us that have the physical, that have the mental, Mm -hmm. that I didn't really, I started realizing that was really the missing component. Sure. You know, we, we understand the physical body. We, you know, we understand emotions go like this and, you know, uh, especially in the fight game. Yes. You guys understand mm -hmm. emotions better than anybody. Yeah. But, but that spiritual component, Mm -hmm. that's what was missing. Mm -hmm. And when you have that
1: explain Unstoppable. The, explain the spiritual sure. component. explain it a little bit more so you too.
0: i'm comfortable with the word god the sure. name god but we can talk i can use it you know it you could can be, use, yeah use god as yeah god. so i try to break it down of what that word what this power means to me mm. and how i think and, and how i behave and how i try to live my life mm-hmm. so in a very practical standpoint you know we're every day somewhere let's say but for most of us, between nine and eleven PM, we go somewhere for about six to eight hours, and mm-hmm. then we come back. Mm-hmm. Right, every, every day we're going to sleep and coming back, mm-hmm. and we're only here for anywhere between eighty to a hundred years, which is a very small span. Mm-hmm. So, when I start realizing like there's there's a much bigger game at play here, and when I pay attention to this source, when I pay attention to this energy, when I pay attention to these these Values and these virtues that are in the Bible in the torah in any spirit, how much better my life got mm-hmm. it became like I, I became addicted almost to that mm-hmm. you know, and the God for me i can't for anyone I think that even has the audacity to pretend like they can explain God yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know wow you know what I mean good for. But I think Christ was a symbol, like, like he, he's God man, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to show it. But this relationship, bro, you're never alone. Mm. Um, you feel a security and a love and a confidence and a forgiveness mm. that is very difficult to describe. Very difficult to describe. It's an energy, you said you could feel it in me. It's an energy source. It's yep. not my energy. I mean, I'm not, this is not Adam's energy. It's an energy source that can be tapped into at any time, Mm -hmm. especially when you pay attention to it. You've probably done it many times in the middle of a fight or Mm -hmm. something in the middle Mm -hmm. of training you tap in, but it's, it's holy Mm -hmm. and it's, it's the source of life itself. It's a life force. Mm. So. I like looking at it. As, I could look at it in religious eyes. I could look at it very spiritual eyes. I could look at it as, as an energetic, like the way we like to talk. Yeah. But no matter how you look at it, it's there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. science is proving the idea of this. Whatever you want to, call, I call it God. Mm-hmm. But love is more powerful than hate. You know, forgiveness is much more powerful than condemnation. Yeah. Trust is more powerful than judgment. Mm-hmm. But we're human yeah. <laughs> and it's hard sometimes to be to I mean, trust me, I can judge as quick as the next guy. Sure. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I but can does it doesn't feel interview. good when you it judge, doesn't feel good, right? does but, it? It can, but, it, but I can do it like that. Yeah, yeah, Isn't yeah. that funny? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: You get more out of being positive than you do being negative. Yeah. You know, from for just from like you said, a holistic standpoint, a spiritual standpoint, your growth in general, like your vibration, your energy, you yeah. can feel it. And if somebody's positive and they have the ability to like have that energy be produced and then redirected into other people, that just changes everything. It changes the circumstances, it changes the situation. Like you could have a bad day and then change your mind or change the way you perceive that day. Yeah. And then it helps other people. Yeah. I, I could walk into this gym right now, have bad energy and I've done it before and I've caught myself and I had to redirect my energy in a positive manner so that I can help affect in a good way the culture and the environment that's around me.
0: Well, dude, also for you, Mm -hmm. right, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, you're the the head of it. Yeah. This is a a reflection, this is an extension of you. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, I mean, we're human, but it's almost like part of your job because, Mm. you know, you and I are leaders. So if we come in with that energy, mm-hmm. even though it's our own personal nonsense that's going on, we both have families, kids, mm-hmm. but they're going to follow that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. we've, we've asked to be put in this position of leadership, yep. and now our responsibility is to mm-hmm. to harness that energy.
1: Yep, setting the example. Yeah,
0: Right. yeah, lead by example. And, and we're not going to be perfect. No. Oh, right? That's why be. I said, like, I'm the first one, you know, I'm saying all this stuff, but I'm very human.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know what I mean? So I have to work on myself every day.
1: Do you, I mean, obviously you love to learn, right? For me, I think my biggest downfall, because I, I, I have to be self-aware, right? Yeah. I think my biggest downfall is uh, hating the fact, I should say hating, but disliking the fact that I don't know something.
0: Okay, Right. I
1: get that. Right? So now, for me, I think that, I get a troubled mind, and I feel that I'm not doing enough. So then I run myself crazy, trying to figure it out, and that's one of the downfalls I have. And I'll say it right now, full transparency. What are some of the downfalls, or let's say the things that you want to improve upon? Now,
0: that's that was a perfect example of one. Um, Another one, and you could like I think it's it's all that in different packages, right? I I don't. There are a couple of bullshit stories that I'll tell myself. Something, mm-hmm. If I'm in an uncertain situation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I will run myself ragged to to get the information. Like, so I love certainty. I love knowing everything is right. Um, another BS story that there's not enough time. Mm-hmm. Right? There's plenty of time, but I'm, I'm so I'm putting myself in a rush, and now everyone's going to feel rushed around me. Sure. Um, another one, which is, it's really healthy to admit. It's mm-hmm. really healthy to admit is. That damn social media, I can be, I could have helped so many people, I could have had a great day, you know, what I mean, and yet there's if I just get that that one image or, that I feel like all of a sudden like yo, know, I'm a competitive person. Yeah. It's hard to shut down. Sure. To realize that helping people is not a competitive game, but like you mm. see this person doing this. Not the Lamborghini, but you just see, oh, this guy was on that stage and it, sure. right? Yeah. And your mind goes, well, I should have been, I could have been on that stage. Like, yeah. So, like, now I'm competing and compete. First of all, I don't even know when that was really taken. And second of all, like, good for that person. Good for her. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Rather than, like, I, me, me, mm. me. Why, me, why, right? why yeah, not yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, it's and it's a tricky one, because mm. I don't, I don't see it coming. Yeah. Right. I just went on
1: Instagram to look. Right. Yeah. Uh, Subconsciously, so you're like, yeah, I. Just, I well, why am not me? You know. Right. Yeah. It's
0: perfect. I right. Get it. So I get it. me, me, me. I. I. Right. Yeah. So that's one. Um, and one that I would tell you that I would really like to master, because I can't tell you I have is there's this old kid in me, this little kid in me, right? And this old thought, like sometimes I would believe that if I worried about something, yeah, the answer would come. Hmm. And it's never happened, and yet there's some weird belief in me, right? So if, so if we owned the whole place yeah. and somebody wasn't paying their rent, mm-hmm. rather than realizing, like, okay, we'll get the rent. It's going to happen. Like, I'll just be like, all right, he hasn't paid the rent. You know what I mean? Do I send a notice? Do I, should, I, should I do this? Is there somebody I can call? Is there a bank? Constantly, yeah. Where yeah. sometimes just, like, letting go is the answer. That almost sometimes is
1: the answer for a lot of things yeah because i've had many situations where it constantly bugged the shit out of me man and then i, I let it kind of play out and it took care of itself especially the small things yeah the small things it was I- i'm probably gonna totally like bastardize this whole this whole story but I- i'll say it anyways yeah so napoleon bonaparte right yeah, you know napoleon he had a thing where if he would, he, would, he would stay in his office and then if one of his generals came or you know higher up came, captain, whatever, sergeant, would come to him with a, with a problem. He would say, well, how big's the problem? If the problem was big enough to where it needed direct response, he would go ahead and do it, right? But if there was a small problem, he would wait. He would let it ride. And for the most part, if it was that big, Then it would actually come to him and so he would have to directly take care of it if it was small enough to where it didn't even reach him he would let it take care of itself now that didn't work all the time for him obviously right but i feel that because i've done that and letting it kind of manifest and take care of itself in a way that where i don't have to always worry about these small problems and obviously handle the big stuff it'll obviously take care of itself or at least, hopefully, take care
0: of itself in the long run. I love that, bro. I yeah. love that, and and I think if you looked at our lives, you would see that we actually do that. Yeah. But when you say, "What's my, what?" I would love to like confess is, is that doing that? It's this that I need to shut up. Sure. Right. So my actions at least are healthy. Mm-hmm. I am letting go, mm-hmm. but in the process of letting go if you could hear what was going on in here Mm -hmm. and the torture to let go yeah right so i think and that's a good thing for us to to discuss because a lot of times you know i would like to get to the point where my internal matches my external i'm at a point where my external is healthy yeah right i'm like you i let go Mm -hmm. but it's this well if i it's just uh, so and I'm getting way better. Yeah, you know, I'm getting way better. That's why I also loved about Coach Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That Napoleon, thing, like, where most coaches would call a timeout. Yeah, he would let them play it out. Yeah. 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 He would let them get the momentum back. He's like, I don't need to, I don't need to stop him. Yeah, like you know, don't okay, so we're down by six. Still, yeah, You know what I mean? I got MJ out there. I got Scott like right there, and and if it did get too bad, like you just said, Napoleon,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he'd call a timeout finally. He's yeah. like okay, this is. Now we're down by twelve.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's big enough that we. Yeah, can it's big that.
0: enough that I'll call it right. Yeah. But the same philosophy.
1: Mm-hmm. So now with that, let's let's talk about this real quick because I know that you've been through it and this is something that you triumphed over. If somebody is struggling with addiction, yeah, what are some of the key things that they can do right now by themselves, and then obviously down the line that they can do to get better?
0: Okay, thank you. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. First off, is it's really difficult to get honest it's really difficult to get honest mm. our brains are designed it's not even their fault is are designed to protect us to make us think it's not that bad or to keep us safe mm. right so denial is a motherfucker yeah so the first thing i would do is actually write down what you're taking so you can look at it mm. so you can realize okay i'm not crazy this is a this is a problem sure right and then start taking don't try to cut the head off the snake mm. Addiction's way too big. Mm-hmm. Right? Alcoholism is way too big. So depending, like, like if it's really, really bad, hopefully you have somebody that you could trust. And if you want to, you know, obviously there's there's rehab centers, there's detoxes. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about somebody that's starting to get into a really bad habit and problem, mm-hmm. and it's starting to become an issue. Yep. Um, things that you would teach your um, your clients are very similar. First, move a muscle, change a thought. Mm -hmm. go for when you want to take that substance, just go for a 10, 20 minute walk. Just move the body super, super hydrate. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I can't overstress this. Even if you don't believe, even if what I'm saying sounds like such quacky nonsense Mm -hmm. to please ask something outside of yourself for help. Mm -hmm. It could be in the form of a prayer it can, but but ask something that you don't understand. Like you don't understand electricity. You use it every day. Sure. You know there's yeah. a lot of things. that it, I'm sure everybody has an iPhone. Like tell me how that works. Mm. How do, how is it that I'm uh, we're talking and I'm texting my wife at the same time? How is that? How is it that we can do FaceTime? Like explain all of this to me. So yeah. just realize that there are things that we don't understand that are out of your control that you can use. I'm just asking you to ask it for some power and some help. Sure. Because a lot of times you'll get this instant relief. So. And now you're starting to be like, whoa, am I a believer? No, Why, right. what does this fit? Right. Um, so move a muscle, change your thought, ask outside for help. Do one random act of kindness, dude. Mm-hmm. It could be the silliest thing. It could be allowing somebody to, like, you're in a rush, but allowing somebody ahead of you. It could be taking the shopping cart and putting it back. It'd be complimenting somebody as you pay for something at Publix. I don't yeah. care, but you're going to feel like an energy exchange because you're doing something, you know, uh, nice for somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, watch. A watch or read, you know. What I mean, I, we just live in a day and age. that I know they're probably gonna go to YouTube or first. Listen. Or yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So aud- audible, audible, book, yeah. or yeah. but something positive. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm. And something positive that you like, okay. right? So th- if they're a fighter, mm. watch watch somebody that motivates you and inspires you in the fight game. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Or a Michael Jordan clip, or Dr. Jordan Peterson, yeah. but someone that's gonna make you feel like an outside resource, an outside reference to lift your spirits. Mm. Um, the other thing is, share. if you have enough confidence and courage, share it with one person that you can trust that's not going to go babble and yap to everybody else, mm-hmm. and it's not going to make this a big problem. Yeah. Just one person that you could actually say, I just need you to listen. Gotcha. Right? And dude, there's something about when you and I share something, mm-hmm. it cuts it in half. Yeah. Now both of us are holding it. And if <laughs> you have that one person that feel like, hey, bro, listen, this is between us it stays between us. Yeah. But I got you. I'm gonna check on you. I'm gonna you start feeling supported. Sure. Yeah. You know? Just helping. And it's it's hard to find that one person, I get it, because everyone's gonna wanna put their cape on and run to your aid or make us make something bigger than it has to be. And I get that. So you gotta find that one person mm. that has your energy, that that solid, trusting energy, something yeah. like and go, listen, I'm a little scared. Gotcha. You know, I've been abusing this and this and this. Yeah. You put those things together, Mm -hmm. you have a great start to start to heal. Yeah, I like it. You know, move a muscle, change a thought, ask a higher power for some help, you know, uh, share, Mm -hmm. you know, share what's going on. You know, I mean, there's so many different things outside, listening to outside resource youtube so something uplifting you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these are all special forms of doing a random act of kindness for somebody mm. these are all forms of healing they're all forms of believe it or not a meditation you know they they center you
1: yeah yeah it's it's your own self rehab in a sense right it's positive yeah. And, and it's reinforcement of that positivity.
0: Absolutely. Every
1: day. So how like every day or is this something every
0: day yeah, yeah. as often as you'd like? Gotcha. I'm way more about a consistency than mm-hmm. I am about like quick band-aids mm-hmm. or. So even with my clients, a lot of them have never really, never really started a meditation practice. Mm-hmm. They've meditated. Sure. Most people have tried, you know, I mean, at this stage. Yeah. But a lot of my guys, what I care, we start with one minute, one minute. Mm-hmm. A breathe inhaling and exhaling every day mm-hmm. right for, for one week straight and I make sure they do it every then we add two minutes mm-hmm. on week two but then week three we go up to five minutes mm-hmm. when we're done they have and we we experiment maybe sometimes it's guided meditation maybe sometimes it's music maybe sometimes it's just going out and listening to what's behind you what's in front of you trying to pick up certain senses yeah but when we're done training together when we don't they have a 20-minute meditation practice that, that that's theirs, mm-hmm. that they enjoy doing. Yeah. You know, that's the trick with meditation. You got to find something that works for you.
1: Yeah. What are some of the methods, I know you said breathing, but what are some of the other methods that you utilize to help with your clients? This podcast is brought to you by Vivo Barefoot. Now, check out VivoBarefoot.com. That's the minimalistic shoe that I've been rocking on all my videos. If you've been watching my Instagram and YouTube, those are the shoes that I've been wearing to help my foot gain full foot functionality, strengthen up the intrinsic muscles of the feet to allow myself to perform better and then also reduce the risk of injury. Now, I personally like the Geo Racer Knit and the Primus Lite 3. Check them out go to vivo barefoot.com and get the discount code Daru 15 to get 15% off your final purchase.
0: All right, now let's get on to the podcast. So we start a meditation practice. I call it a streak. We start a streak. Okay. Um, one of the things we do uh, also, obviously we take a look at their nutrition, their wellness, Mm -hmm. their health, just how they're taking over the, I'm I'm not, we're not going to do this with them because I'm, I'm really trying to help them with the substance abuse and what they're trying to release from, Mm -hmm. but we will look at how they're Maintaining their physical body and what they're putting in. Gotcha. Um, we'll also do a reading together. Okay. We will start every day and end every day with a prayer. Now, when they're my clients, I'm see. sending it to them. Yeah. You know, and I'm check and I'm checking in a lot. Gotcha. Um, we also do a really thorough inventory or a house mm-hmm. cleaning, where we take a look at. What's that? So. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So. Like in any business, mm-hmm. right? You and I, if I were partners in the gym, we would take a look at our inventory and we would take a look at what's selling, what's not selling, what we should move, what we, you know, what we should keep, what's doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, we, pro- you probably do it automatically with your own physique and your own body. You know, mm-hmm. okay, I did this. You know, we did squats the other day, but I'm by fight. Right, so you're do- you're doing an inventory. Well, I need to do that with their spirit and their soul. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take a look at. I, I, we write everybody down everyone that's important, you know, and it's just between them and me and them mm-hmm. So there's already a trust now and have we lied? Have we hurt them? Mm-hmm. Did they say something that's pissing us off? Oh. Right, and we're harboring it. Okay, right okay. my wife said yeah You take out the fucking garbage. I don't want to like, like you But you have to be honest about what's going on in here because yeah. that little thing you're gonna want to heal with a drink, because you don't want to feel uh, this upset and resentful, okay, right? Okay. So we do a real house cleaning, okay. and we get rid of the stuff that's making you nuts, yeah. And we keep the stuff that's doing well, okay? Right? So we made, we maintain that. We constantly maintain that. Plus, I need my clients to have what I would call like a fantastic future, right? I don't use yeah. those words. You know? I mean, it could be any, but I need to make sure, like, I'm not a plug in get sober, rehab one-on-one guy. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure that they're going to be the hero of their own journey and and have a compelling future that they need to go to. Mm-hmm. So as we're doing all these things, we're also putting down goals of where they want to go, what they want to do, what they want to accomplish, and what this is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And we're taking these little steps, yeah. little, little steps. But, dude, you, you know better than anyone. Mm-hmm. One little step after another. Yeah, you're laying the bricks. Oh, my God, man. So now... What happens right around week three and week four, mm-hmm. not only are they feeling better, they have some place they're going. Yeah, they have a vision. I need them to stop looking in the rearview mirror so much. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? This yeah. is going to make you thirsty. This is going to make you want to take a pill. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where we're going, right? So practical stuff, like keep your eye on the ball. Yeah. But this thing is so damn tricky, yeah. and that's where a coach comes in, mm-hmm. right? My job is to really keep them... I need to keep them focused on the goal. Mm-hmm. And the goal is not necessarily just sobriety and recovery. The goal is to have a life that they're happy, joyous, and free and that their well-being comes out of them. I need to reignite that spark in them, mm-hmm. that fire in them. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when that spark is lit, don't uh, alcohol and drugs are not even worried the worry anymore. Yeah. It's what are we gonna do with that passion? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you don't do anything with the passion, it's too much energy. You're going to want to put it down again. Mm-hmm. So we have to. It, and when you put it all together, it's like getting them ready right for fight. Getting them ready for fight day. Yeah. You know. Then the fight happens. Then life happens.
1: So how long does this? I know it's subjective,
0: but how long does the process usually take? The, it's subjective, as you said. Yeah. But my favorite amount of time to work with a client is ninety days. Mm. That's my favorite amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know, That's about right for us too. Yeah, that yeah. gives me the added, right. Mm-hmm. It's it's a perfect amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, can you see amazing miracles happen in the first 30 days? Of course. Mm-hmm. But it's not grounded yet, right? It's not anchored yet. Sure. So I've had clients, you know, they're like, dude, you know what? Don't worry, you know, what I mean I'm fine. And I'm like, dude. I'm like, I know you feel great. I'm really proud of you, but this this is not. It's not over. It ain't over. Like it's not in you yet. Like it's you're just getting the benefits from all the work. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I got this, and they come right. So I need. So days thirty to sixty, we're really, really anchoring. We're making it theirs. Sure. But days sixty to ninety, not only are we getting the full package, but now you feel great, you look great, life is good. But now I got to make sure you're going somewhere. Yeah. You know. No, absolutely. So I need. The the 90 days is really my I've done a year. I've done a year with people Um, Do people
1: come back like they do I just just need it's not even like they need actual help Mm -hmm. is like I just like to have you they
0: love to have Yeah, They love having a partner. They love having a coach They love having accountability.
1: Did you ever have I don't mean to cut you off. No, did you ever have somebody? Make that total transition and now become a coach
0: I have. Okay, okay. I have, and That's, that I'm really awesome, proud man. of. Yeah. That, I, that I get most proud of. Yeah. As a matter of fact, shame on me. This is good to admit on camera, okay? Because <laughs> you've done it and I haven't. Yeah. What I should have done is taken them under me mm-hmm. and, and made them a part of the process. Yeah. But I was so focused on what I was building. Sure. I didn't have the grander vision of, oh, I could have coaches under me. Yeah. Um, but one thing I always do is, uh-huh. no matter what, 'Cause some people see it as a business. I hate that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, listen, I don't need your money. Uh-huh. I'm gonna eat. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? My family's gonna eat. We're I'm well. For but sure. right? Yeah. But I always make them take fourteen days off because I need them to realize that this is within them and not me. Gotcha. Right? So yeah. a lot of people when not they relying want, on you. Not relying on me. Yeah. A lot of people when they when they wanna stay with me, I've realized that there's a lack of confidence that they're having them doing it themselves. Yeah, that's why I need you're a safety to blanket. A break.
1: Yeah, you can't be the safety blanket.
0: No, no, no. The, the whole point is for you not to be dependent on that. Sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Mm-hmm. Th- to have that internal fortitude. Yeah. So if I made you Adam dependent, I was not a good coach. Yeah. You know, I need you to want to work with me, for like sure. not need to work with mm-hmm, me. Mm. Big difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Damn. All right. So. We've been going for a while. We can we could keep going as much as possible, but we do need to get this workout in. Let's work out? I'm so, with you, dog. So, but before we go with the podcast, make sure you check out the YouTube video because we're gonna go ahead and throw Adam on through a MMA combat sport strength and conditioning workout today. Just say he's
0: gonna kick my ass. <laughs> I don't want to say.